0: chapter eight of the sacred herb by fergus hume this LibriVox recording is in the public domain a private explanation shepworth made no reply to the insinuation contained in the remark of the inspector his brain was still dazed with the fumes of the white smoke and after telling his story he sat indifferently in his armchair prelice watched him closely recognizing the mental confusion then laid his hand on the poor fellow's arm you had better come and lie down he said gently and glanced at thornton certainly certainly answered that gentleman briskly and in reply to the unspoken query of prelice a few hours sleep will cure mr shepworth completely can i stay with my friend demanded prelice turning to burge the inspector nodded absently as he was evidently following some train of thought will it be necessary to make a further examination of this he inquired looking at the dead body and at thornton no no not at present when it has been removed to the dead house i will see to a further examination i have seen the body before rigor mortis has set in so that is all that is necessary the man has been stabbed some time between ten and eleven and he is as dead as a coffin nail thornton drew on his gloves good night good night replied the inspector allow me to see you to the door and he conducted both the medical men out of the room leaving prelice alone with his still dazed friend but shepworth was not so dazed as he pretended to be for the moment the door was closed he sprang to his feet dory dory he gasped swaying "'The knife! Look for the knife!' "'Then he dropped back again in the chair, "'too weak to stand. "'What do you mean?' "'demanded Prelice sharply, and much puzzled. "'Shepworth clutched him. "'I did not tell all,' he stuttered hurriedly. "'It would not have done to tell all. "'Listen, Dory, Agstone came back again, alone. "'Alone, I tell you, before he brought the lady. "'I was still conscious.' although unable to move in any way he held the knife in his hand the jade-handled paper cutter with which sir oliver was murdered i had it as you know it was concealed in my desk in my study agstone must have found it agstone must have used it no agstone is dead i forgot but someone must have used it to kill agstone oh my head my head He grasped his hair and rocked to and fro. Then, with an effort, look for the knife under the table, perhaps under the. Before he could end the sentence, Prelice, realizing its importance, sprang forward and lifted a corner of the tablecloth, which trailed on the ground. At the same instant, Inspector Burge appeared again, unexpectedly. His keen eyes immediately fixed themselves on Prelice. What are you doing, my lord? "'he asked imperatively. "'Making a search,' retorted the other bluffly. "'He did not know what else to say "'and hoped that his ready and natural explanation "'would lull any newly aroused suspicions "'entertained by the officer. "'It did to a certain extent. "'You must allow us to do that, my lord. "'I think you had better take Mr. Shepworth to his bed, "'and we may as well cover this thing "'until it is taken away.' added Burge, gathering up the folds of the tablecloth to lay them over the stark dead creature staring at the ceiling shepworth moved at the same moment as Burge, but prelice guessing that he wished to interfere held him down with an iron grasp when the lifted cloth exposed the bare legs of the table both the young men caught sight of an object lying underneath Burge stepping back espied it also with his trained faculty of instant observation, and stooped to pick it up. The jade-handled paper-cutter lay just where the feet of the dead man had rested before the body had been shifted on to the table. The wonder was that it had not been discovered before, but then it had been concealed by the drooping cloth. "'The weapon with which the crime has been committed,' murmured Burged, in a complacent tone, after stabbing his victim the assailant must have allowed the knife to fall under the table or perhaps threw it there intentionally a jade handle hm it looks like a dagger too an eastern dagger where have i seen it where and the inspector fell into a brown study turning and twisting the paper cutter slowly prelice pressed shepworth's shoulder to keep him quiet "'and cleared his throat to answer. "'It is the knife used to kill Sir Oliver,' he said, "'and felt Shepworth jerk his body in surprised remonstrance "'at this unnecessary frankness. "'Burge glanced up in amazement. "'Why, so it is,' he remarked wonderingly. "'The very dagger. "'I remember now that I read the description given of this "'in the newspaper report of the inquest at Tide.' Hmm. so that is how i fancied that i had seen it before he balanced the knife on the palm of his hand a very good piece of description it must have been to so enable me to recognize this but you he glanced suspiciously at prelice how did you know the young man shrugged his square shoulders that is easily explained he replied suavely i went to hear the case at the new bailey to-day as i thought that my friend here he again pressed shepworth's shoulder significantly was to speak in defence of miss chent at the court i heard the knife described it is quite simple you see i wonder how it comes to be here mused burge nodding acquiescence to his elucid explanation odd isn't it not at all rejoined prelice easily The assassin of Sir Oliver Lanwin brought it here to kill Agstone, but Miss Chent is in prison," remonstrated the inspector. "She could not have; she never did. In any case," interrupted Shepworth faintly, but rousing himself sufficiently to defend his promised wife, "she is innocent." It is natural that you should say so," remarked Burge with polite skepticism then added significantly did you expect agstone shepworth's eyebrows went up wearily i no why should i have expected a witness for the prosecution to call upon me i have told you all that happened until i entirely lost my senses the first i saw of agstone was when he crawled from under that table then the smoke had rendered me not unconscious but unable to speak or move can this smoke you mentioned do that i speak from experience mr inspector and miss chent if you remember told the same story oh i see that the two crimes are connected said burge hastily the circumstances are the same as regards this mysterious smoke and its curious power but you say he added turning to prelice you say my lord that the assassin of sir oliver brought the knife to kill agstone yet we see he waved his hands toward the corpse that agstone himself is a victim quite so but he may have brought the knife for all that then you imply that agstone murdered his master i imply nothing retorted the young man restively but the knife could not have got here unless some one brought it and as it was missing from the lanwin grange library only the murderer who used it could have possessed it moreover prelice pressed shepworth's shoulder to make him particularly note the next sentence moreover mr shepworth saw the knife in agstone's hand burge wheeled swiftly towards the barrister you did not say that not when the doctors and you were in the room said shepworth languidly i am only beginning to recover my senses remember but i told lord prelice that agstone after he left this room returned and looked in to see if i was insensible i suppose before he brought in the lady then he had the knife in his hand and what do you infer asked burge pointedly there can only be one inference drawn said prelice before shepworth could speak agstone must have had the knife in his pocket then agstone must have murdered sir oliver said burge triumphantly shepworth shrugged his shoulders and staggered to his feet i feel too dizzy to give an opinion he said leaning heavily on his friend we know that agstone was devoted to sir oliver why should he have murdered him besides he accuses miss chent "'Naturally!' cried the inspector, who followed eagerly the scent of the red herring which Prelice had drawn across the trail. "'If Agstone is guilty himself, he naturally would throw the blame on another person, and if he was possessed of the knife he must be guilty. It was missed from the Grange library and reappears here.' "'The masked lady might have brought it,' suggested Shepworth. "'Burge, extremely pleased with his own theory,' shook his head sapiently mr shepworth saw the knife in agstone's hand before he became insensible you can swear to that he asked the barrister yes said shepworth truthfully i can swear to that and you can swear that the masked woman killed agstone no i can't say that when she waved the bronze cup before me i became entirely insensible the inspector looked more knowing than ever of course said he in a complacent way she did not wish you to see her stabbing agstone but why should she have stabbed him we can't say until we know the lady did you recognize her no she was masked and cloaked a green domino i think you said and a green mask supplemented shepworth she must have been at mrs rover's ball mused burge not necessarily interpolated prelice but as many people masked and cloaked were ascending and descending the stairs she may have taken advantage of the ball to get into this flat unobserved quite so assented the inspector but who admitted her agstone must have done that said shepworth probably but who admitted agstone the barrister shook his head i can't say he replied in a tired tone i heard a noise three heavy blows struck in this room as i told you when seated in the drawing-room i did not know that any one was in the flat what time did your servants go to assist at the ball shortly before nine o'clock when the dinner was over you had dinner then Oh, yes, I came from the court worn out and slept for a long time. I then had a light dinner. Agstone could not have been at the table, then. Under it, I mean. I think not, said the barrister slowly. It is not a large table, as you see. I would either have heard him or I should have felt him with my feet. Your servants may have left the outer door ajar. Shepworth nodded. Perhaps— you can question them but after dining i returned to the drawing-room before nine o'clock and you did not re-enter this room until you came to see what the three heavy blows meant no i did not they must have been struck to make you enter the room i think so mr inspector agstone wished to be smothered with the smoke that was why the bronze cup was smoking on the table "'Where is the bronze cup?' "'Burge looked about him. "'I can't say. "'I last saw it when the lady waved it under my nose.' "'The inspector meditated. "'It's a queer case altogether,' he mused, "'and undoubtedly it is connected with the Lanwin murder,' "'he mused again, and then looked up abruptly. "'I believe that this second murder will exonerate Miss Chent,' "'he said quietly. "'I hope so.' rejoined shepworth walking towards the door heavily and still leaning on prelice's shoulder if she is condemned for murdering her uncle i should certainly be arrested and tried for murdering agston i had every reason to kill him since on his evidence hangs the fate of miss chent you may as well speak in the past tense mr shepworth seeing that the man is dead "'For my part, I believe that Agstone murdered his master "'and was ready to throw the blame on Miss Chint "'so as to save his own skin. "'Only the assassin of Sir Oliver "'could have been possessed of the knife.' "'Am I to consider myself arrested?' "'demanded the barrister.' "'No,' rejoined Burge promptly and held open the door. "'But of course we must keep an eye on you,' "'he added, smiling ambiguously.' Shepworth nodded languidly, and went out with his friend. "Come into my study, Prelice," he said, almost in a whisper. "That knife." "Hush, Prelice!" gripped the barrister's arm hard. He quite understood what Shepworth wished to do. Not so loud, but he need not have been so cautious, for the door of the dining room had been closed by Burge, who was now probably searching the clothes of the dead man for more evidence the two young men went into the study which was at the end of the passage and there found that the desk had been forced open that is all the three drawers on each side six in all in a most dexterous manner agstone had apparently come provided with housebreaking tools so as to gain possession of the dagger but how did he know that i had it asked shepworth perplexed "'I dare say he was watching through the Grange window "'and saw you take it for Miss Chent,' suggested Prelice. "'Shepworth nodded. "'Let us put the room tidy,' he said hurriedly, and closing the door. "'I don't want the police to fuss about here.' "'The room really was untidy, for in searching for the knife Agstone had scattered the loose papers lying on the desk all over the carpet. "'The young man collected these and placed them in order.' then shepworth closed the drawers of the desk carefully in a few minutes after replacing a chair that had been kicked over and smoothing a rug that had been rucked up the study looked quite in order nevertheless shepworth stared anxiously at the now innocent-looking desk i hope the police will not examine it he said nervously i don't think so since you have explained so much ned their attentions will be confined to the dining-room wherein the murder took place will you go to bed no shepworth sat at his desk i don't want this examined let us sit here and have some strong coffee prelice shook his head don't he advised better let us steal to your bedroom and say nothing about having been here if the police examine the desk you can pretend ignorance and express surprise on the other hand if burge comes in and makes the discovery while we are here he will naturally demand why we kept silent and inquiries would lead to difficulties leave the thing to chance shepworth agreed with this reasoning since it was useless and even dangerous to create difficulties at the present juncture the two walked silently to the bedroom and here the barrister stripped to put on his dressing-gown then lying down outside the bed, he placed his hands behind his head and stared at the ceiling, while Prelice lounged in an armchair close at hand. Why did you tell Burge about the second entrance of Agstone with the dagger? asked Shepworth suddenly. Because he had already seen the dagger, rejoined Prelice promptly it is as well to tell the truth when possible and just as well that the inspector should think agstone who cannot now contradict brought the dagger you heard what he said yourself about agstone's possible guilt our frankness will probably save miss chent as the murder of sir oliver will be attributed to agstone because he possessed that paper cutter shepworth groaned but if burge knew that i took it from mona then there would be serious trouble let things remain as they are ned we know that miss chent is innocent and must save her but we don't know that agstone is guilty he certainly is not on the reasoning of burge no seeing that we know agstone did not bring the dagger here but the man is dead and if he can be made to act as scapegoat for an innocent woman so much the better the barrister sighed we are environed by difficulties he murmured then added significantly and unexpectedly jadby called to see me this evening what prelice was startled i thought that you had quarrelled so we had so we did and with this too but when i was reading in the drawing-room and thinking of my poor girl shut up in prison i heard a ring at the front door the servants had gone to the ball as you know so i had to open the door myself captain jadby was there and after a stiff greeting he asked for an interview i took him into the drawing-room and-one moment did you close the outer door of course why do you ask that i fancy that you might have unconsciously left it open and that Agstone might then have entered to conceal himself. "'No,' said Shepworth, decisively. "'I am certain that I closed it. "'With Jadby I went to the drawing-room, "'and there he frankly expressed his regrets that we had quarrelled. "'He wished to make it up, "'and to join forces with me to save poor Mona. "'Because he loves her? "'Quite so. "'He makes no secret of the fact that he is madly in love with Mona.' Our hand-to-hand fight at Langwyn Grange rose solely from the fact that he would insist upon forcing his attentions on her. She appealed to me as her lover, so I tackled Jadby and knocked him down. However, he seemed to be sorry that he had behaved like a bounder, so we shook hands and then sat down to consider how we should act with regard to Mona's position. Hmm! prelice looked sceptical from the glimpse i caught of jadby i should not think he was the sort of man to forgive a punch in the eye much less the loss of the girl he loves he might have come here with the intention of trapping you he might have admitted agstone no replied shepworth quickly i was with him all the time i opened the outer door to admit him and closed it when he departed As he was under my eyes while in the flat, he had no chance of admitting Agstone secretly. I don't know how the man managed to enter and conceal himself under that table, but Jadby had nothing to do with it. Moreover, added the barrister decisively, Jadby told me that he was as ignorant as everyone else of Agstone's whereabouts. Oh, a blighter like Jadby would say anything, Shepworth protested. "'I think we have judged Jadby wrongly. "'My dear Ned, you are altogether too good for this wicked world. "'I don't trust Jadby for one instance. "'He plays for his own hand. "'I know he does. "'He admits that he intends to claim the estate of Sir Oliver "'and that he loves Mona, "'but he swears that he will take no steps until she is set free. "'Then she can marry me if she chooses.' prelice laughed ironically and you believe him he seemed to be in earnest about setting miss chent free oh yes i am sure of that but he intends to marry her you may be sure jadby is very philanthropic how does he propose to save miss chent by finding agstone and sending him out of the kingdom and agstone appears shortly after that proposal Hmm, hmm, hmm. I must have a personal interview with Captain Jadby and ask him. Ask him what? If he has ever visited Easter Island. What on earth do you mean? Demanded Shepworth curiously. But Lord Prelice refused to explain further. End of Chapter Eight.